everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I'm Jen, Jared Mom, joined as always by Jared Dad. Hi. I, in the middle of that, was like thinking that at some point I had been like, I should do it like when I host on NPR. Yeah. Except I'd say different stuff on NPR. I'd be like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Goldbeck, oh. joined today by Jared Dad. That's nice. Yeah. That's real nice. I do. It's funny when I fill in, people like write in and they're like, she has a very soothing radio voice. Yeah. I'm like, so tell me, JR Dad, I'd really like to hear more about this thing that you're doing. That's scaring me a little bit, actually. <laughs> mm, who, who is this? What did you do with Jen? <laughs> I was once at some uh, speaking event and, you know, sometimes when they do those, they have me do like extra stuff. And so they wanted me to be on a podcast. Yeah. I remember. You know, so I do the event. And uh, so this particular one, we're like, oh, you have to read this release. Copy. <laughs> Just to, you know, like I, Jen Goldbeck, like acknowledge that I'm going to be on this podcast and it's going to be released and I'm fine with using my voice. Whatever. Orally. You, you, this is like recorded. Yeah, just read it into the mic. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, so they've got it. And uh, so they gave it to me and like, I can read copy like nobody's business. Yeah. Right. And so I, I read it like I was on NPR and they were like, whoa. You're doing like the listener pledge drive is next week, next week. And, uh, yeah. we're looking forward to all your participation. Cause I was hosting once and, uh, so I host on a, on the Kojo Namdi show, which is on WAMU, the public NPR station in it's DC. Institution in DC. That it show. is. Yeah. And so I fill in when he's sick or doing other stuff. And, uh, I was hosting it once and usually we have guests in the studio in this particular day. Um, our guests were on the phone so it's it's rare, but it does happen, you know, every like fourth time that at least for part of the time I'm in the studio by myself and I'm just talking into the microphone and I hear the guests in the headphones and that's it. And they were switching to a new system to like handle the calls because it's a live show. So there's callers who call in and ask questions. You got to screen out the the wacky ones and yeah so there's a call screener and everything and they were switching to new software to handle all that so like i when i'm hosting the show i can click on a call and like i see the person's name like oh this is bob from alexandria virginia and they, there's like a one sentence description of what he wants to talk about what he says he wants to talk about they sometimes lie uh but you can kind of click on the thing and bring him up you can hang up on him if you want do whatever and so they had new software for that and so they're like playing the opening music of the show. Yeah. And the whole system crashed like right there. Every guest went off. There were no callers on the phone. There's nothing. It was just you. It's just all there is is me. And I'm like, bah! and they're, they're like tell, talking to me in my headphones. They're like, you have to talk. And I'm like, but it's just. Me, <laughs> I don't know anything about like education policy yeah. in Virginia, and uh, I was like, I turned bright red. I was just like terrified. What am I gonna do? And you don't have time to think because you're live on the air. Yeah, they lucky it was edit. radio though. Thank God it was radio. Yeah, not TV. Yeah. TV, I would have. I don't know. I feel like when you're Ooh. with people, I don't know if you're like on Runaway NBC or something. <laughs> Runaway. Yeah. Uh, but so I'm like, fortunately, like the producers, they write all the questions. They tell you what the people are going to answer because they pre-interview them. And then they also, at least on this show, give you a folder of like background research. So this, this I think was about education, like common core education policy in Virginia. And so they had printed out like stuff to read, to get background. They do all the research. And so, so I had good. like a post article and I was like, so today we're discussing 
Common Core education requirements in Virginia, and soon we'll be joined by so-and-so and so-and-so. But first, let's start with some background on the issue. The Washington Post, I mean, I was reading so blind. smooth. Had not read Full the article. Full on live, too. Totally live. Thousands hadn't, of listeners. Had not read the article from the Post. Like, I was just, like, trying to talk, right? I'm trying to go, like, so today we're going to be talking about this, and at the same time, like, process what I'm reading. Patting your head and rubbing your stomach. Oh, my God. Over. It yeah. was terrifying. But now I'm now I'm so confident about it, right? It's like, uh, so Jared and I are taking flight lessons, and uh, I, am, uh, I had started taking them before Jared Dad did. Like, I took, you know, just a few up in Maryland, but consequently, I'm a little bit ahead of GR Dad. You're better than me now, and uh, and so and I, I also don't worry about fucking up as much as you do. Like you get really worried about screwing up, and I go, "Oops! I accidentally turned the throttle off when I was trying to take off. That was a mistake. Let's just push that back in and keep going." Ah! <laughs> and GR Dad rides when I fly, so it's like me and the flight instructor in the front. Yeah, GR Dad like, crams and it's like high school driver's ed. Yeah. The kids in the back. <laughs> I tried it once. Riding in the back when GR Dad was flying, and I was so motion sick at the end. I'm like, I'm never doing that again. Yeah, which works in my favor because it's hard to have someone watching. <laughs> so our last, we we're not doing lessons anymore, obviously, because everything is shut down. But our last lesson, um, we were sort of talking through like emergency procedures, and you know, what do you do if you have an engine failure? How you know, what's the order you shut Fire. things down? What can you check? Talked about fires, and so the flight instructor, who I like very much, is like. So we're basically flying the pattern, which means you take off and then you turn left. You always turn at 90 degrees. You turn left and then you fly, you turn left again. You fly kind of parallel to the runway and then you you start, you you come in to land. Box around the runway. Yeah. So you basically take off, fly the little box. And then when you're back over the runway, you land, or sometimes you just fly straight over the runway, practice flying straight. And, uh, so we were flying the pattern, which I really like, like it really tests your skills and we're kind of out and we've made two turns. We're kind of flying parallel along the runway, and I'm making the third turn. And the instructor's like, okay, so if we were here and the engine failed, you, could we make it to the airport, right? So we're like probably a mile, mile and a half from the airport. We're at 500 feet. Uh, could we make it to the airport? And I'm like, yeah, we sure could. And he's like, okay. And he turned the plane off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, well, let's try that without power. Yeah. See how that works. Oh, okay. Well, oh, let's see how that works. Yeah. It worked. I got there. Yeah. Yeah. He he was messing with you a little bit, but I think he thought you'd enjoy it. Uh, this is a thing flight instructors do. Like, oh, yeah. okay, let me just turn it off and yeah. see see if that works let's for you. Let's <laughs> pretend it is on fire. What would you do? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, hosting the radio was sort of like that. But now I'm like, okay, well, now I have a much better sense of like, if the engine dies right here, could I make it to the airport? And now I have a very good sense of like, I can totally read copy and NPR voice until they usher someone into the studio <laughs> to take the place. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway... Hi. Hi. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. This will be a bonus. Jen Goldberg. Yeah, this is a bonus. So there's no rules. There's no rules. <laughs> uh, we're drinking ginger ale and in fancy Moscow mule cups, but neither of us have Moscow mules. You have a Kentucky mule. Yeah, like a mule mule. Rye. I and have... This uh, is what it was invented as, a mule. Dark and stormy. Is that true? I think... I don't know. That maybe. You just made that up. I did. Uh, no rules. I... Uh, 
It's just the first one I had was a bourbon mule. Oh my God, that doesn't mean it's the first one that was invented. I'm not arguing that. I'm admitting <laughs> I'm making this up. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, what do we have to report this week? Someone just messaged me. Do I have their tweet? Oh, Guac was... Uh, I let Guac Oh, out. wait. I want to save that okay, one. Okay, go ahead. All right. Let me do this little one first, and then we're going to tell yeah, that yeah. story. Okay. Okay. So the first story was um, last night on the Snaps. We're recording on Monday. Last night on the Snaps, I was I put Jaws on. It was Chief Brody's first viewing of yes, Jaws. And Chief Brody was deep asleep. <laughs> he was totally asleep for the whole thing. Um, but there was some talk today on Twitter where people like, I didn't realize they named him Chief Brody. And someone's like, did I just not pay enough attention? And I realized... You know, we never said that we gave him that name. I was just like, here, this is Chief Brody. Yeah, that's right. And people didn't realize that we named him after Jaws. So uh, I just thought I'd give that tidbit. He was originally named Cody. Uh, but especially when dogs come from kind of crappy backgrounds, we like to give them new names. Yeah, it's um, like a new start. Yeah, so, you know, Queso was Casey when we got her. And Swizzle was Shannon. Yes. Uh, yeah. Right. Though she can't, she doesn't understand her name anyway. She so. can't hear so it was easy to be like, well, she doesn't know her name. She can't yeah. hear it. Guac didn't have a name. Brody does actually listen to Brody. I mean, so yes. he, he was used to being called Cody. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So he knew his name. And so when they know their name like that, I, I think, you know, you don't want to change it too much. And uh, so we were like, well, what rhymes with Cody and Brody? Okay. So we'll call him Chief Brody. Right. And he totally responds to it now. He knows exactly what it means. I think Riley we kept, but then his boyfriend. Jasmine and Maggie and Riley all kept their names yeah, yeah riley because they riley had a great loving home right. and knew his name i just he outlived his owner which is you know rare yeah uh and maggie and jasmine i mean the fact that their owners left them in the backyard like probably not that great but uh man that's too many names coming up with two new names and like nothing <laughs> rhymes with jasmine has been that's not a good name no that would have been worse by the way someone uh i'm gonna send a thank you note about this but I'll note that someone who works at a nursery sent us a jasmine plant uh, to commemorate smells jasmine. Real good. Oh my God, it smells so good. So yeah. it came this week and uh, I planted it. And so it's downstairs, kind of by the beach. And I was walking down there. I'm like, man, it smells so good out here. What is that? And it's the jasmine plant. Yeah, so it's, it's a nice, really nice. Yeah. So they will get a personalized thank you from me too. But uh, it is such a lovely memorial to jasmine because now every time we smell it, it's lovely and we think of her sweet self yeah uh so anyway yeah chief brody we named him chief brody after the cop in jaws uh there's a lot of good jaws related chief brody content coming you're just gonna have to wait but the possibilities are endless (laughs) i have a lot of plans in motion Uh, (laughs) you always have a lot of plans about everything in motion i know that's true and then like i get to the point now where i'm like i'm a little overwhelmed by all my plans you are planning like six races for the for the girls and for the oh, angel yeah. dogs. Oh yeah. So I added to the uh, to the um, angel, angel dog, dog yeah. virtual races. We had the boyfriend Riley five k, Schmeeg's ten k, Jasmine's half marathon, and the Queso Big G six hour. Um, Brian, who's one of our followers, I think Nacho Helmet is his handle. <laughs> he had like mocked up a, a little medal that had a chicken on it and called it like the five meter run or something. And I was like, that's such a good idea. So I made a, like an official 
how, however official this is, an official addition to our race series that is the, oh, you think you're a big man, 50-yard <laughs> dash. Uh, and it's got this great picture of a Key West chicken that I took on it. So yeah. uh, if you're not a runner. I was going to call it the just across the road dash, but you know, yeah. 50 yards is more mathematical. Yeah, let me make sure that that's the full name because I was trying to figure out what I could fit on the metal. <laughs> There's a limited space. Oh, you think you're some kind of big man, 50 yard dash. That's what the race is called. <laughs> oh, you think you're some kind of big man. It's got it's, one of those chickens. It's got the chicken in the middle and then like around in a circle. Oh, you think you're some kind of big man, 50 yard <laughs> dash. So even if you are not a runner, yeah. if you want to participate, uh, you know, even if you're quarantined inside your house, you can do 50 yards back and forth inside your house. Yeah, and you don't have to be a chicken. You don't have to catch a chicken. You don't have to cluck like a chicken. <laughs> but you have to run 50 yards. You can walk it, too. Oh, yeah, you have to cover Crawl, 50 yards. Cover 50 Cover 50 yards. yards. Sure. Um, so, yeah, that's <laughs> that's that addition. <laughs> uh, you don't have to buy anything or, or do anything official. You just say on May 23rd, I will cover 50 yards. Uh, but you can buy a, oh, you think you're some kind of big man 50-yard dash medal <laughs> if you want one. So that's that's pretty fun. Everybody responds to being cooped up differently. Yeah. Uh, so I think I've given people till the end of April. So you've got another month to order medals because uh, I've I've got to order them and then get them here and ship them out. So. This is going to take a while. This whole process, this whole status is going to take a while. Yeah. Um, Okay. So the main story that we have to share is that, like, last week we were talking about, you know, J.R. Dad and how he's always upset about people in our backyard, like, hunting for lobsters. In the ocean. In the ocean. (laughs) He calls it our backyard. It's just the ocean. Uh, This week, there was a guy hunting or, you know, diving for lobsters in the ocean near our backyard and Jared had six guacamole on him. I didn't on purpose. I, 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 I let think guac- it was a very... Guac escaped because normally I put a leash on guac. Yeah. Long Why didn't him. you? Because he snuck out because I was p- putting in packages or something and all of a sudden guac runs out. And I was like, He oh, is like a snake. He can get out through small very spaces. very good about looking where your eyes are and darting out the <laughs> other side, I think. So, and he was out and I was like, well, that's no big deal. I'll just let the other dogs out. They all have to go out. And then he just went barking over to our beach and there was about 15 yards offshore there was a guy snorkeling mm-hmm. underwater yep. and so so guac just dove in and covered that in about five seconds because he's actually <laughs> quite a swimmer yeah, he's he very very aquadynamic and has big big paws and then he just started i think like batting at the guy <laughs> who was under the Beating water the guy up underwater like punching him with his front paws and the guy <laughs> guy came out was sputtering he was like what the what the oh oh okay well i thought it was a dolphin uh, uh, he's fine oh he's fine and i was like yeah he's fine <laughs> but i was already like oh he's gonna swim away now i've lost guac so i was putting like the kayak in the water to go chase him yeah luckily he came i think threw a rock or something and he came right back and it was it was fine that's good. And the guy was like, man, I, I thought it was a dolphin because they can do a lot of damage, you know, a lot more and, than he can. And, you know, and I was like, yeah. And you're like, uh, get off my lawn. I said, he's not a dolphin. He's not very exotic. He's just a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything about it. I didn't plan the sicking. It was just in hindsight. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a good, uh, a good reserve to have. Given the evidence of the previous episodes <laughs> of the podcast, I'm not sure how well you could defend yourself I, in court. I know. It was a... It was. It all came together there. <laughs> I, mean, I did not plan it. 
So, uh, yeah. But the good news, best news is guac came right back, and that was good. So Good job, guac. Yeah, because that's what I was worried about. If it had been hops, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have cared. I would sick hops because I can recall <laughs> hops. She's more of a guided missile. <laughs> guac is more like a, just an unguided chaos agent. That's true. Guac has developed a second facial expression. His main facial expression was just kind of like derp. Sometimes drooling with, with tongue hanging out. Yeah, with or without ball, but he just kind of had the one like mm, face. If I made a sound, that would be like derp. Mm, very derpy. <laughs> and now he's got the kind of open mouth, like tentative smile without a ball in his mouth. Yeah, I face. think he is getting more comfortable and finding his so. space. He's also playing now without terrorizing other dogs, and there are there are baby steps in the right direction. It's interesting. Like he, I learned that. You know, when the, because like Hops and Venk will sometimes get really wound up, which you see on the snap sometimes, and they just just fight all over each other in like a very playful way. Yeah. And that would get Guac really wild up, right? Really riled up. No, NPR is calling. They, they're rescinding their <laughs> offer. <laughs> um, and so I found that if you put a ball in his mouth, that he would really like tone down the play with the other dogs he can't bark as much he can't kind of chomp on them and uh and it just kind of generally soothes him it's like a passive it's just like a pacifier yeah so when they'd start going and he'd kind of start romping around with them i'd jam a ball in his mouth he's perfectly happy to have it in there and then it, he it takes him down like fifty percent. Like half of him has to focus on the ball. I think it's like it's in the in the mouth. So he has now realized the ball goes in his mouth when he starts playing with the other dogs. And so if Hops and Vink are, you know, going at it like really aggressively and having a good time, he'll kind of get in there and you'll see him go like, oh, I need to have a ball in my mouth. And he'll go like a lot of the time find one with I don't even have to put it in there. Wow. Sometimes I still will jam one in there. But he'll typically look for one, and so he plays much better. That's pretty smart. Yeah. I think he's a very smart dog. I think he is, too. Despite his one, one and a half I, facial I, expressions. I think he's trying to figure out the rules, right? Yeah. And if, we, if the more we, he, he has the rules and knows the rules, that's why he doesn't really pull on the leash either, because I think he kind of knows, yeah. it's a, even when it's the 50-foot leash or 30-foot leash, whatever that is, right? He doesn't, yeah. He doesn't really... If he knows he's on a leash, he doesn't, like, run to the end and, you know, have it snap back or anything. Yeah, he's, that's right. He, he behaves totally differently. He's he's pretty smart. Yep. So, uh, yeah, his play has gotten much better, uh, which is a great relief. Uh, you know, he still has a little bit of work to do there, but it's like before I'd be worried to leave him in the house with the other dogs. Not that I thought anyone was actually going to get in a fight, but I didn't trust him to modulate himself. and. I don't know that I'm 100% there, but I'm a good, like, 75% of the way there, where he really does seem to tone it down when he gets really excited. Yeah. So he's doing good. Um, he still counter surfs. Yeah. Did he eat anything dramatic since... Chief oh, he Brody did eat another snacks. bag of Chief Brody snacks, yeah. But these were the snacks, not the not the food. It That's true. Half of 20 pounds. It was, it was a quarter of 17 ounces. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he has... I mean, when we haven't been working, it's hard to work on counter surfing because you kind of got to catch him. him. Um, but we also have to work on training ourselves to not leave any food right. or treats or stuff on the counter. Right. I see Jared looking over there now. It looks it's pretty good. Bourbon is safe and, you know, 
Ginger ale is okay. Storing a lot of stuff on top of the refrigerator. Yeah, I gotta put. I gotta stop putting the the raw steaks just you know at, at, on the floor all the time. <laughs> He's making you know, that up. He gets it. He misunderstands that as some kind of offer <laughs> to eat it. Yeah. That's, we don't have raw steaks. We don't. If we did, they wouldn't go. I don't leave food on the floor either. No. Um, so yeah, he's he's coming along. Uh, Chief Brody is just a perfect angel. Yeah, although he's the, the guac is a better bed sleeper because oh, he guac sleeps. is the best bed Brody, sleeper. Brody gets in the bed and he's like super happy to be there, and he makes noises and he rubs and he and he pants and he licks and he just can't get over himself, but he doesn't sleep. Yeah, he's kind of <laughs> restless, but guac just snugs it in yeah. and is perfect. He's the best. Yeah, and bed then if sleeper. his like ball falls out of his mouth at some point, he just goes and gets it and sometimes comes back. I mean, I want to say like Buttercup was a great bed sleeper. Yeah. I didn't. You know, GR Dad slept a lot of nights with Buttercup when he was in yep. a different house than me. Though I, I spent some nights. She with would you just sunk out too. Yeah, she was great. Guac is at least on her level. Mm-hmm. Guac's just twice her size. Yeah, that's true. It's a bit of a downside, but he, we can't blame him for that. No, uh, no, he's top notch, professional level bed sleeper. Really and good. It's kind of fun having a horse-sized dog. We haven't had that before. <laughs> he's also really movable, though. If it's if his legs are in a weird <laughs> spot, you just kind of move him, and it's weird, like. It's like only his legs move. It's not like the whole body moves. He doesn't care. <laughs> He's very flexible. Yeah. It's kind of like those weird kind of bendy toys with the wires on the inside. Like you can just kind of move him around. He's fine with yeah, it. He, is. he can also look like all the way backwards at you. Yeah. Like he can look up at the ceiling and then keep moving his head back, <laughs> keep moving his head back. And then he can look at you upside down. Yeah. It's snake-like. It's, it's like snake. Very snake-like. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's he's fun he's coming around. Hops and Vink, pretty much about the same. Pretty much about the same, yeah. yeah. Hops, Hops Hops went running with you today for like short period, right? Oh yeah, so I'm doing this challenge now, uh, you know, because all the spring races were canceled, and uh, I think you know we're like coming up on I should be tapering for the Boston Marathon uh, right now. Yeah. Um, so seven mile bridge run was supposed to seven be. mile bridge run would have been this last weekend. Yeah. Um, so anyway, like every race has been canceled. So all of these ultra runners who I hang out with are coming up with different things. So I did the COVID-19 mile social distancing run, uh, <laughs> which is a great name. I got a good t-shirt for that one. <laughs> um, and so one of the, there's a Facebook group of Florida ultra runners. And one of the people on that group had suggested this, escalating challenge so you do 5k the first day that's easy 10k on top of on top of 5k on top of 10k yeah this is back-to-back days yeah so they call it i think they call it like the back-to-back-to-back challenge so it's each of these is distances goes on consecutive days so you do 5k 10k 13.1 miles half marathon 26.2 miles 50k which is 31 miles and then 50 miles so it's six days um, I'm on day five, so I did 31 miles today and you can do whatever you can bike. Row, yeah. That's a, that's run, sort of like walk. the, the golden ratio race where you just have to move it yeah. by yourself. Uh, so the addition of biking is what makes it doable. If you had to run that far, like you can't do, I mean, I've done a marathon followed by a 30 miler, like in my hundred mile training, but you can't do those. And then also a 50 mile run, you can't do that. So the biking makes it doable. Um, but yeah, I, so I ran the full 13.1 miles. And so I was out kind of running, running, running. And it I was got, hot. It was very hot. 
Uh, it's real warm down here now. It's in like the upper 80s, which doesn't sound that hot, except it's Florida is very humid. And so it feels like it's, you know, in the upper 90s. I mean, it's sweat city. Yeah. For me, at least. And even for you, and you don't sweat. I was a little damp. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's going to be like that until November. No. So uh, anyway, so I had, you know, I went out and I was like, well, I don't have to run all 13.1. I can, you know, take the dogs for a walk to make up whatever. And so I got home and it was 12.3. And I'm like, I have 0.8 miles to just finish off the half marathon. And so I walked in and I'm like, dear dad, I have 0.8 miles. And he's like, well, you're going to go finish that, right? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to bring hops. Like, she can run 0.8 miles with yeah. me. And so she came out and did. Uh, she was all proud of herself. Did the 0.8. Yeah, she was very happy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, everybody's good. Yeah. So. Swizzle went for a swim the other day, un- sort of involuntarily. I w- you and I, I had gone. Yeah. That's, for a, that's right. It was the morning after that, the 26, is that yesterday, the 26.2 mile day for me, we ran six miles in the morning yeah. together. And then Jared dad's like, I'm going to go in the water and cool off. And all the dogs were out there and Swizz was like, oh my God, I need to save Jr. dad. <laughs> like, and, Swizzle, and we have a ledge. So she was walking along the ledge and then she ran out of ledge and just went all the way yeah, under. Kind of knee deep water. And, and then, then all of a sudden. Swim. And she's a, she's a fine swimmer, but it's a lot of effort. She's got those teeny tiny little feet. She's got like deer feet compared to <laughs> guac who's got like big webbed floofy flippers almost no anyway so swiss had to work really hard and then she like slept the rest of the day <laughs> um all right well let's save the we've got some good conch life stories but i think we should save them for the regular yeah, sure. episode since we sure did like the good dog stories on this one yeah um we'll probably have more dog content by thursday yeah um so there you go some golden ratio to fill up your week until thursday there will also be a murder podcast this friday so if you want more of this but about murder murders in paradise is that podcast murder and quote unquote murder yeah we're doing we're not really doing a lot of murder so we did a ghost story last week um we're doing the evacuation of jews in world war ii from havana to key west is going to be our story this week which is during the holocaust during the holocaust yeah Mm -hmm. um and then a couple more ghost ones after that, because like we don't need murder on top of coronavirus. Um, no, and we're trying to, in case anyone missed it, we're trying to stay away from coronavirus. Stuff. Yes, we're trying real hard. That's oh, not an accident. And if you need to fill your time, Audible is our sponsor, which I remember to say like every 10th <laughs> episode, audibletrial.com slash the golden ratio. Get a free audiobook. Subscribe and get some audiobooks. I love it. Yeah. Like for real, independent of them being our sponsor. I freaking love Audible. I love audiobooks. Yeah, there's a new um, dog detective. Chet and Bernie. Chet and Bernie episode. Yeah, Yeah, that's a great series. So uh, Chet and Bernie. Bernie is a private investigator and Chet is his dog and Chet is the narrator of the books. Chet, Um, I I don't want to say Chet solves all the puzzles. It's not like Scooby-Doo or anything, but it's, you know, it's good. Chet narrates. They're they're really good. Like they're, they're not kids books, right? They're not young adult, like they're adult books. Like they're really good, like detective novels, but they also have like this obviously great They're a little noir, but they're told from the perspective of the dog which is necessarily weird yeah um but they're really wonderful and there's a bunch of them so if you are looking for like a series to start yeah. i got um, the author's name oh i'm no. spencer quinn oh yeah uh so that's chet and bernie series if you like full-on kind of murder detective stories ton of french's dublin murder squad is is like lit irish literary 
detective fiction wow. and it's really fantastic. Uh, and she puts one out like every two years. I wish it was like every month. I just read them all. They're but they're they're really literary and very well written. People can so. binge if they've started a new, a new though. Yeah, I think there's maybe five or six of them now. So uh, there's more Chet and Bernie novels than that, I think. So those are good suggestions. But anyway, audibletrial.com/slash/the-golden-ratio. Good thing to do. You can do it distant from others. Indeed. Sad. Well, we'll talk to you on Thursday. Until yep. then. Don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Yeah, don't bite anyone. Bye. Bye.